things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold Podcast. Welcome to week 17 of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And oh, Packers lose to the Lions 16-20 to in a complete reversal from the play, the way they played the week before against the Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, ha- it had our uh, expectations pretty high, I think, going into this game um, after how handily we beat the Vikings. And I mean, it's not a good feeling, but imagine how you're feeling as a Viking fan. You get blown out by a team that can't even beat the Lions. <laughs> yeah, well, the Lions definitely looked like they had uh, uh, more fire. They were playing mm-hmm. for their Super Bowl. Um, they were... And- and they kept it up for the whole game. Yeah, we, we were watching the end of the Seattle game. I think you might have watched the whole game. Um, because if Seattle won, Lions were eliminated from the playoffs no matter what. And I wasn't sure going in kind of what to hope for as a Packers fan. Like, do we want the Lions to have a chance at the playoffs? You know, they're playing, then they're playing with everything they got to make the playoffs. Or if they're eliminated, you know, they might do a lot of what they did in this game and go all out, a lot of gutsy calls, things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like you said, it's their Super Bowl at this point going up into Lambo. Yeah. And they, part of it too, I think, you know, Campbell is uh, apparently very good at getting uh, the team fired up. And he said, few times before the game he said when if we whether we make it to the playoffs or not by winning this is a huge game for us to show the nation that we are a good football team yeah he he seems like a good leader he's he's like rudolph with that big red nose leading them through the storm (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) so Um, i know that for me, like yesterday, I, I um, at one point I'm like, "What's what's my deal, man? I'm, I'm feeling down." And then I I thought about it. I think I think it was the Packer game. You know, I was, I I kind of went back and forth. Do I want them to win and then go play San Francisco and get walloped, or do I want them to lose and then not have that happen? Of course, I wanted them to win and go because then you still at least have a chance. But yeah, I was just kind of down about how they they played. It was not very good. They look tight. Yeah, I mean, it's we talk about this. It feels like at the end of every season of bleeding, gro- bleeding green and gold lately um, that get through the season. Then we have a big game at Lambeau that's do or die. And they come in just looking lackluster, shoot themselves in the foot with a lot of mistakes, coaching issues. And here we are again. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but we knew going in it was going to be one of those strange divisional games, and mm-hmm. it it sure was. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. All righty, 
it it felt exactly like a lot of past big game losses have felt where it's like where, where's mm-hmm. the fire you know where's the only guy getting worked up was quay walker and they ejected him yeah well that was pretty <laughs> stupid second, second time, time this, this year season. yeah oh my gosh man it's yeah it's inexcusable Mm-hmm. I, I've seen him talking about it after the fact, and he seems pretty broken up about it. So hopefully he learns from I, it because he's agree. a talented guy. In case you didn't get it, I you you know, Sean, you've, you're the one with the brain. Uh, why don't you do the replay on what happened and, and how we got kicked out? We can share the brain if you want. Well, is he the one that walked <laughs> while they were getting ready to snap the ball? I, I could use your brain. Um, where they were getting ready to no, snap. No, 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 no. That was Razul Douglas. That was a weird play. So you're talking about the play where they called a timeout on the Packers sideline. I don't think the ref saw it right away. Besides one of them, there was one ref coming up, blowing the whistle to stop it. But instead of just waiting mm-hmm. or like letting the ball get snapped and the play is dead, Razul Douglas walked between all the linemen who were lined up to go to grab the ball. And then there was a bit of a scuffle after that. Um, but the play with Quay Walker getting ejected was there was a tackle on DeAndre Swift, their running back, and he got kind of rolled up on his leg. It looked actually like a pretty bad injury. His leg got really mangled underneath him. And while that was kind of all coming out, um, one of the training staff came out to look at Swift and kind of like, you know, nudged uh, Quay Walker out of the way. And Walker just turned and shoved him and just stupid i've even seen people online saying well yeah like look at the replay the training staff stepped on his foot so (laughs) i know first of all the the training staff isn't wearing cleats he's not a 250 pound linebacker like quay walker is and that's a that's a pretty lousy excuse yeah and so you shove them and you just can't do that you know any any on-field personnel you shove them any kind of violence anyway and you're going to get ejected and he was ejected for it and there was also a pretty nasty hit on deandre swift as he was going down i don't think it was quay walker maybe it was but like a forearm to the face as he was going down and i thought that might be what they were calling the flag on but it was pushing the training staff and you know you got to give the trainer credit because he got shoved by quay walker in 250 pounds helmet pads and just got right up in his face that that trainer was ready to fight back and i well he he's going out to administer aid and you're mm-hmm. pushing him out of the way i mean it, it just there's nothing good about it it's, it's also a bad week to be fighting training staff after the whole like heroics exactly with the yep. heart attack of um hamlin on the field <laughs> uh, but it was it was i mean that that was a big point in the game but there was just a lot of areas it felt like we shot ourselves in the foot um so should we go through it go through the team and we'll go through you know passing rushing receiving defense and i'll talk about all the ways we shot ourselves in the foot along the way sure let's do it <laughs> all right let's uh let's compare the quarterbacks Rodgers was 17 to 27 had throws he was off um had some throws that were amazing uh 205 yards and mm-hmm. his rating was 83.1 golf 
had 224 yards. He was 23 of 34, quarterback rating of 85.9. And with Rodgers, I think I talked to you before the game. I saw some Lions prognosticators talking that the way for them to win this game is to kind of stop the run and force Aaron Rodgers to play hero ball. And that's kind of what we saw, especially near the end of the game, you know, like throwing it up to Christian Watson on fourth and one down the field into double coverage, things like that. You know how much I love or fourth and 10, but still, you know, or third and 10, something like that. But you just need a first down. All that the whole game hinges on you getting a first down. So you throw it deep on a low chance pass. Um, But I thought there was a lot of points. Rodgers kind of. Like you said, he had some good throws. He played well. He had a lot of receivers in this game dropping balls um, between Romeo Dubs and um, Dylan. He had five targets. All five of them dropped. And so that that's Dylan frustrating. Has five targets? No, Dubs and Dylan combined. Oh, okay, okay. And um, I just feel like there's a history here of. Rodgers kind of not stepping up, you know, being superstar quarterback, but then not stepping up and playing at the same level in the big games, the big pressure games. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've we've seen it before. And he, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when's the last time we saw a 300 yard game? I don't think did we have one this year? I'm I don't think sure. we had one this year. Um speaking of fourth down and going for it. What did you think of uh, going for it on fourth and one on our 35-yard line (laughs) and that play that was called to Lazard? Yeah. Well, we talked about it during the game, or maybe I yelled at you about it during the game. Maybe. um, Because I I came over for this one. And uh, just so frustrating because I actually, I don't mind the call going for it on fourth and one. I you know I I like the aggressiveness especially in a big game that you need to win but you're 1 yard away. You have Aaron Rodgers, you have Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you know these running backs that are good at getting at least a yard. You had Christian Watson. Mm-hmm. And instead you do a lateral handoff, so running horizontal to our slowest wide receiver. Like, even if it's Watson, I get it, like he's a burner. He has a lot of speed. Maybe he can get past him. But why Alan Lazard on a lateral play? And so I just, you need one yard and you're handing it sideways when they have speedy linebackers who are flying to the ball. Mm-hmm. I was just very mm-hmm. frustrated with that call. And a lot of weird calls in this game, I think, by LaFleur. We had a lot of lateral plays. That wasn't the only lateral handoff to Lazard. And we had some to Watson. I'm just not. I'm not sure why that was in the game plan. This game, I um, I think that there with Le, um, Lafleur, there might be a case of that he tries to think too much, and he's trying to outsmart himself. And so instead of just saying, just play Smash Mouth, do a quarterback trust sneak, your, do something. Trust your players. You're going forward. Mm-hmm. So the Lions got the ball on Green Bay's 35. And they scored a field goal to uh, tie the game at that point. And it was just like, it's just not, to me, I felt like it was a game where you're just like, oh man, we're, we just can't get this going. And then all of a sudden we do a good play. It's like, okay, here we go. And then no, 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 no. The good play, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Um, but 
Aaron Dang Jones, way. 12 for 48 yards, um, played okay, not great. But, you know, he was also nursing injuries, lower body injuries for the last handful of games. I thought A.J. Dillon really did not show up well at all in this game. And we've seen Dillon kind of just have these games where he's he goes to kind of being a non-factor, which is odd in a guy like, you know, his kind of play style, you think end of the season, cold weather, he's the right. guy who starts to step up. But he was 33 yards in this game on nine carries. So that's 3.7 yards per carry, but then also dropped all three passes. And we've talked all season about him having sure hands yeah. and a, a better catcher than you would expect a guy his size to be. And they were just bouncing off his hands. We saw that with him yeah, well, and Liz- and uh, Romeo Dubs in this game. Lazard had a couple drops and just frustrating. It's like they were in their heads, not ready for the moment. At I would agree and that our old buddy who's not with us anymore, Jamal Williams, had 16 carries, 72 yards, 4.5 average, and two touchdowns to tie Barry Sanders. He broke it. Did he? Oh, he did break it. With okay. the second touchdown, he went past Barry Sanders for touchdowns in a season for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty uh pretty good club to be in. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching Barry Sanders, and you know what? A lot of times, you know, you know, I was a kid, um, but you sometimes you you look at these great players and you're like, I just hate them. Uh, they always kill us. You know, I hate them. But I couldn't hate Barry. <laughs> I, he was he was a he good seemed like dude. a nice guy. His, yeah. his talent was he was fun to watch as long mm-hmm. as he wasn't playing your team. <laughs> yeah, not in the league for long. Retired early. Yeah, probably smart. Uh, going to the receiving game, Christian Watson had a really good game. He looked good. Yep. Uh, only ball that didn't come in for him was on uh, that fourth down where Rodgers hucked it to him in double coverage and it got batted away, so not really his fault. But I don't think you can say too much positive about any of the other receivers in the game. Lazard had a couple drops, ended up with four catches for 41. Tanyan, 29 yards. Um, and then our next best receiver is Aaron Jones with 20. Randall Cobb was yeah. not much of a factor at all in this no. game. So if if there's anything in this game to hang our hat on, I think it's we have a future star in Christian Watson. I would agree. I would agree. And hopefully next year he'll stay healthy and mm-hmm. he can uh, really have his breakout year in a full season. But it just kind of felt like when the way the game started – um, that, you know, like we were, we we're going down the field, we were able to get down to like, I think our, the two yard line, um, and we can't score a touchdown. We have to kick a field goal. It's like, boy, well, that, we, that, that, that would be a great way to start the game. We've talked about red zone troubles all season, yep. not being able to score in the red zone. And we were zero and four in this game against the lions. Well, the Lions got a decent defense. Against the Lions, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I don't know if you can keep thinking about them as the old Lions. I have a question. Actually, you know what? I'll wait till we're done talking about defense, and I'll come back to this question. Okay. Um, Anything else on offense? No. I think 
the only other thing on offense to say is that just with LaFleur, it was not a we kind of touched on it, but just not a good scheme. Like you said, he he tried to get too fancy with it. And a lot of stuff that he was doing for the first time in the season. Like why why aren't we sticking with what works where we've seen production and like what works for our guys? Why are we all of a sudden trying something new? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, all right, let's let's go to defense. And I think defense fell apart a little bit in the second half, but I do think they looked pretty good um, in the first half. I think we had four three and outs in the first half. So that that's hard to get too upset about. Right. Um, but other than that, it's like we've seen the Le- uh, not LaFleur, Joe Barry step up. We've talked about, and he's really let the players kind of come loose, play more man-to-man, play to their talents. But then at the end of the game, when we need to really clamp down on them, what do we see cropping up? Soft zone coverage. Mm-hmm. Especially that last drive, we need a stop. You can't let them get a first down. We need to punch them in the mouth. Soft zone coverage where it's just a pitch and catch. And it's like, uh, Why? Like this is it his safety blanket, like a toddler in the crib, and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go with what feels best. A toddler in the crib. That's right. You think Joe Barry's back? I know a lot I'm of people afraid, think he salvaged. I, I'm his afraid year. he is gonna be back. You think so? Yeah. It, who was the um the former now former coach for Denver that got fired recently? Um McDaniels? No, 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 no. Um, he used to be one of our coaches, our offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, That's okay. I, I can't. The, but the, they hired him to kind of court um, Rogers to coming there. Nathaniel Hackett. There you go. Yeah. Um, there's rumors that they might bring him back in Green Bay. Was he our defensive coordinator? I thought he was our offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying bring him back for defense, which I no. guess maybe he could, but no offense. What's Jim Leonard up to? Well, that's the hope for a lot of folks. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't want it just so we can say we got Jim. I want to, I want the best coach in there. I want to make this work. Uh, no, I'll, I'll take Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk about defense. Yeah. Um, Darnold Savage had, 11 tackles in the game with a tackle for a loss. Quay Walker was actually having an okay game. He had seven tackles before he was kicked out um, mm-hmm. for that stupid play, which is frustrating. Um, I think, was it Devontae Wyatt that got our only sack in this game? Um, I believe so. Um, I think but you're right. He, he looked good. Sacked. Yeah, he got a sack. And he forced a fumble in this game. I thought Devontae Wyatt, you know, as a rookie, we, we've seen glimpses throughout the season, but I thought he really kind of shined in this game, especially in a game where we did not get much pressure no. on Goff at all. No, it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And we, we're playing we, soft defense. We can't get at the quarterback, and he's just picking us apart. Yeah, exactly. We We did not get them out of their comfort zone in any way. And we talked when Rashawn Gary 
had that season ending injury, we we were afraid how much it would really affect our pass rush, but it felt like we were finding ways to make up for it and get to the quarterback. We've had a lot of forced turnovers the last handful of weeks on that winning streak we went on, which makes a huge difference, but I felt like this game is what we were worried about, just an inability to find something that works and disrupt the offense. Mm-hmm. So just frustrating. Um, Chris Barnes had two snap or two stops, but did not play many snaps. Um, Kenny Clark had a pretty good game. He had two pressures on the quarterback and a hit that resulted in an incompletion. And then Devondre Campbell had two stops and a pressure along with his eight tackles. And then, uh, let's see, not too much else on the defense to talk about. Jair Alexander had another nice game. He only allowed three completions for 12 yards. So he he ended the season really well. But other than that, not a, not a ton of game breakers, which is what we talked about. Like, we, we were pretty solid. In the first half, we held them to six points. I mean, we were winning in the third quarter of this game. And just at the end of the game, it kind of fell apart. But it also feels like Lions are a good good offense. They score 30 or more in a lot of games. And if you hold yep. them to 20 points, it feels like you should win that game. Yes, I totally agree. And we didn't score a single point in the fourth quarter. Mm-mm. No, we didn't. And we... Yeah, we kind of just choked a little bit, I guess you could say. We had nine points off of field goals. We could have had another field goal, except it got a doink. I think that was, what, 53 yards by uh, Mason, Mm -hmm. and it hit the crossbar. Instead of bouncing over, it bounced back. And so that would have been nice to have that, and so we could have lost 20 to 19, but... uh, I just, I don't know. It's just, it felt like as the game went on, I, I tried to watch some highlights. I was extremely busy today and I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, it just is, there's not that much to talk about. It was just a lot of, unless you want to just be negative the whole time and talk about, well, they could, they didn't do this. How about, uh, for example, just before the half, um, Jones's fumble. And that was like a minute, 20 seconds left, I think. And the Lions were able to kick another field goal to come within three points. And, uh, and it was just like another example, another, another, another. And it felt like we uh, got a little Rogers. lucky to hold them to a field goal. Yeah, true. But uh, Rodgers fumbled, lost it. Goff fumbled, didn't lose it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. speaking of the defense, uh, we had a comment on Bleeding Green and Gold. Make sure to join us on our Facebook group this offseason. Be part of the conversation. Check in in the break. But Glenn Galloway, longtime listener, uh, put in there that, you know, talking about the Vikings game being the most satisfying and complete game that the Packers have played in quite a while, hitting on all cylinders, and that he was surprised how well the defense performed and talked about how we had mentioned that the defensive players were kind of let let go by Joe Barry to play more in your face, get get away from that soft zone. And he was saying, so I'm not sure I can give Barry credit for this performance, but I'll wait to see what transpires when we play the Lions. Um, and he is looking forward to the game. And so that's kind of what we touched on, that we had found a formula that was working. 
that was playing to their talents, was causing turnovers, and Joe Barry goes back to his safety blanket of soft zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, it's a little disappointing. You know, we've been uh, picking off the quarterback quite a bit. We didn't get any interceptions in this game. Mm-hmm. And not even any close ones. N- nothing really that hit off a defender's hands and they couldn't reel in. We just didn't really get close to forcing anything. Um, I'd um, say... Nick, go ahead. Nixon, I was just going to go on to Kison Nixon. Mm-hmm. Um, four... Returns for 79 yards, just under 20 average. His long was 30, but they seemed to have a beat on him pretty good. He couldn't he couldn't shake and bake and get away from anybody that much. Yeah, no big barn burners in this game, but if we hadn't gotten used to the big long returns, I'd say he had a pretty good game. And so I'm excited for what we see from him next year. And all I was going to say is one big way that this differs from last year's loss at Lambeau to end the season and previous ones we've seen is that it was not plagued by special teams mistakes. True. That was one of the only areas where it felt like they were solid the whole game. And that kind of shows, I I think, you know, our special teams coordinator did a great job turning us around this year. Yeah. There was some iffy points beginning of the season and he had to deal with Amari Rogers. Imagine if that hadn't been a thing. Exactly. And you know, and I, I also think that he's got influence on, you know, picking up guys off other people's practice squad or something so that are filling holes and, and doing mm-hmm. a good job. So yeah, and, bringing, and you... bringing Rudy Ford in was a big move. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see kind of how that progresses with another year under his belt. But it was nice to not have special teams being a major factor in a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mason Crosby, um, three of four, uh, 49 yard long. Um, was it 54, 53 yards hit off the cross bottom crossbar? 53 went out, 53. So after a week after seeing him hit the 56 yarder off the crossbar and go in, we see the same thing happen, but it goes out. Um, what do you think of Crosby? He, he's getting up there in age. We've had him a long time leading scorer for the pack. But I, I think the season, you know, the long seasons definitely do start to wear on him as he gets older. He was dealing with some injuries this year. We didn't see really any kickoffs into the end zone later in the season here. Yeah, I think if they keep him, they'll have to give up a roster spot for somebody who can boot it on the kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's tough to do when you're so limited on how many players. But uh, he is super consistent still. Um, and that there's something to be said about that. Yeah. I agree. What do you think? I mean, I, I'd have a really hard time giving up Crosby just cause we've seen him so long. I like the guy. I, you know, if we can make it work, I'd like to keep him. Um, I, go ahead. I was going to move off special teams. Do you have anything else for special teams? No, I don't. Okay. I was going to say that kind of segues with Crosby into the question I wanted to ask you. Aaron Rodgers, do you think he retires? Do you think we trade him? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he's got a $60 million payday if he comes back, right? I believe so. And I believe if he retires, we still get $40 million in dead cap. So that's not great either. Not a 
not a bad uh, deal that he was able to work out. Um, I don't know. I think he might. It, it's going to go 50-50, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. wouldn't be surprised if he came back. Um, it's just, well, let me ask you, do you want to see him come back? Um, I don't know. There's, there's also just so much drama around him the last few years. It feels like a distraction to the team at points. Uh, it, it's hard to know kind of what you want as a team. Like, I think if he does come back, we never see Jordan Love as a starter. We'll be in his fifth, fifth year option as a rookie. And I think at that point he has the right to say, I want to go somewhere where I can start. So I think if we want to see Jordan Love and see what we have in him for the future, it would have to be Rodgers retiring. Um, but it's also hard to move on from a Hall of Fame quarterback. That mm-hmm. you know, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. If I had to say, I would say you know keep him on the team. But I would say at this point also, I think he's probably leaning towards retiring. Um. Uh, it just it it definitely has that vibe, I would say. Um, the the announcers kind of said certain things where it felt like they might have some information we were not privy to and they weren't allowed to fully say. Roger seemed oddly happy after the game on the field. You know, he is arm in arm with Randall Cobb, just kind of looking around with a smile yeah. on his face, like nostalgic. Right. Uh, I can't remember the name of the Lions rookie who came up to him wanting to swap jerseys and Rogers declined, said he wants to keep this one, which kind of makes you think it's his last game jersey. Yeah, could be. Um, and he did say in the post-game conference that if he retired today, he would have no regrets. So, I don't know. I, I think there's a good chance we do not see him in Lambeau again unless he's playing for the Jets. <laughs> Here you go again. <laughs> I know he's going to retire, come back late, get traded to the Jets, play for a season, then go to the Vikings, just like Far. Is it? Um, and then he'll later defraud season? California's Medicare system um, or it? welfare system. <laughs> I thought, you mean for Farb? Yeah. Oh, you're saying he's going to go back to California and and fraud? Yeah. Okay. Well, Farb already drained. Like, Mississippi. Rogers okay. will go do it to Cali. Um, I I really went to you know, it'd be a little sad that he's retiring. I think he's certainly given a lot for the game and for our team, but mm-hmm. it'd also be nice to see Love come in. And um from what I saw a little bit of him this year, uh, it sure looks like he's got more of a command of the game. And he, he looks know. like he's progressed quite a bit. I agree. And so if you um if you know he's your starter at the beginning, I, I think that makes a huge difference. And he certainly has enough mental experience and mm-hmm. uh, learned from one of the greats. I mean, very similar situation to Aaron Rodgers at the be- beginning mm-hmm. of his career. He got drafted while Favre was kind of in that area of where he's at an age. He could retire in a year, but he kept playing. And he had three years under fire before taking over. Love has, I think this was his fourth year under Rodgers, learning from him, getting experience. And I mean, we've seen in the 
in the past, it's not too common anymore, but that's where a lot of superstar quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, that's how they began their career. They had years of experience, second mm-hmm. string, where they could learn the game, learn the speed of it, and things like that before getting thrown in there as a starter. Nowadays, there's not much patience with these guys, and you see a lot of guys who might have been great quarterbacks wash up early because they were just thrown in there in the deep end right. as a starter and if they don't play well well they get moved on from so right i think he's set up for success he has a lot of young receivers as well who now have a year of experience under their belt yeah i would agree uh came, what, what game was it where rogers hurt his ribs he had to lead and uh, love came in uh yeah was that the giants no i think I- because Giants, Rodgers broke his thumb on that Hail Mary on the last oh, play of the right. game. So I know he was playing till the end. Well, let's just say there was a game. I think it might be the in. Jets game. Yeah. He, uh, and man, he looked good. He looked He good. did look good. Yeah. Slung a touchdown, made some nice throws. Uh, it, it makes you wonder too, because this is kind of how we saw the season going. Not necessarily exactly this, but we knew it would be a big transition without Adams. We had young receivers. We thought it would be a struggle to begin with. They'd have to come together late in the season. But there was also a lot of games in the early to mid-season that we knew we have to beat these teams that we should be better than to bank some wins if we're going to make the playoffs later in the season. And we lost those games. And a lot of it, kind of looking back, it's like, well, Rodgers breaking his thumb and continuing to play might have been a big factor in that because there were some games he did not look great. Yeah, I know. What if we had played Love instead and let Rodgers heal that thumb? But, you know, it's all hindsight 2020. Are you done with the game? Uh, The game itself? Yeah. I was going to mention uh, we now have the 15th pick in the draft coming mm-hmm. up. That's probably the highest draft pick we've had in quite a while. We'll get an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah. Or a defensive lineman. Um, yeah, it's been a while that uh, that we've been, that, which is good and bad. But I was mm-hmm. talking to your mom about how the NFL does it. Um, and they they say that teams don't tank and everybody else goes, yeah, right, whatever. Um I think the Bears got the worst record this year, right? So they got the number one pick. Yeah, the Texans won their game by one point last and then game they of the fire season their coach against the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I'd fire him too. Like, what a way to give a middle finger to the organization, Lovey Smith, right? Yep, exactly. Lovey Smith saying, "I know we have the number one pick locked up. I'm going to go all out against the Colts. <laughs> make sure we win it." And how many years is I think they're on a historic streak now of firing head coaches within the first year, the Texans? Are. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think it's three in a row, isn't it? And one and done. I think Lovey was the fourth. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he's got to look for his if he wants to keep coaching, he can he might not get a head coaching job, which I don't th- think he should. Um, but he certainly could get a coordinator job. Mm-hmm. He's in the family. <laughs> it's all in the family. A little bit of nepotism. Um, 
I was just going to go, if you're done with the game, I was just going to quickly go over um, our opponents for next year. We don't know exact dates. We won't know that till much later. But um, So are you finished with? I am. Okay. So we, we know um, our division divisional foes. Um, so we'll do a home and away against those folks. The rest of the home games are going to be Kansas City, the Chargers, the Bolts. Uh, the Rams, the Saints, and the Buccaneers, and then we go on the road, um, of course, with our divisional foes, and then we play Atlanta, Carolina, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Giants, and the Steelers. And who knows? Should be some tough games. Yep. Every year, I look at the schedule, and I go, oh, boy, these these could be tough. And then You never know what they'll be like next year. Yep, the NFL just... is so weird that way. Yes. Yes. We played a lot of teams this year we thought would be easier wins, and there's a lot of mediocre teams last year that really stepped up this year. Um, speaking of, I wanted to just get your thoughts on the playoffs. Since our season is done, who do you have in the Super Bowl? There's there's some interesting teams in there this year. Now who's got the bye this week? Who has the bye? Do we have is anybody got a bye? The buy is, ah, oh, shoot, can't remember. And so just give it a look. I'm looking at the, um, so Saturday, we've got Seahawks at the 49ers, Chargers at Jaguars. Sunday, we got the uh, Dolphins at the Bills, Giants at the Vikings, Ravens at the Bengals, and then Monday night, Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. And the buy um, is AFC, the Chiefs, NFC, the Eagles. Um, you know what? I'm going to say that Philly. Philly for the I'll NFC? Go, yeah. How about AFC? Uh, I got, it's kind of a toss up between uh, There's the some Chiefs good teams. And, the, and the Bengals. Um, so, oh, and the Bills, too. Dang it. Um, like I said, good teams. <laughs> yeah, what, what the heck? Just for fun, I'll say the Bills. How about you? I was going to say the Bills as well. I was going to say Bills 49ers. Mm, yeah, they're playing good, too. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if we would have won that game, we would have to go to San Fran, where we, we always play so well. Yeah, we have a history of just kicking their butts. Yep. Um, I think that. Eagles, you know, I've been big on the Eagles since before the season. I thought they'd be, you know, really good this year. But I do think going into playoffs, they have some questions to answer. You know, Jalen Hurts got hurt. Hurts got hurt. Um, they did not look like world beaters without him there. And now they have, you know, he's had some time off. They have a bye week going into the playoffs. I think. It'll be interesting to see what if they can play at that level they were at most of the season because they'll be playing uh, either the Cowboys or the the Brady Bucks. Well, you know, the uh, either one of us think the Cowboys are going to do it, so that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you think uh, if the Buccaneers go in and knock the Cowboys out of the playoffs right away, you think McCarthy keeps his job jerry jones is should. not the most patient man i don't think he should mm -hmm. how about you 
Um, I think he'd keep it another year. It's interesting to see the Giants in there. All three teams in there for the NFC East. Almost four. Redskins, all, or not Redskins, Commanders. Almost made it. I said the dirty word. Um, <laughs> Commanders yeah. almost made it. They got knocked out by us beating the Vikings. Um, but it would have been all four teams. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Did you see... Um, um, it used to be the NFC least. Yeah. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron for the Commanders. You see that press conference with him after their no. game last week? <laughs> I've heard a lot of clips of it and saw it on Reddit. Um, they were asking him about the loss to the Browns. And they said something about, so if you're eliminated after this week, how does that you know factor into how you look at the offseason? He goes, we can be eliminated? We're, we can be eliminated from the playoffs. And they were like, well, well, yeah, Ron, if the Packers beat the Vikings, you guys are out. He's like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> this is not, not the awareness you want from your head coach. <laughs> I also think that's part of how focused they get on, on their On team. their specific team. Yeah, yeah, just winning each week. That's true. So, uh, do you want to go over the last picks of the year? Should we give out the last game ball of the year? Uh, I didn't know there was one. There is one. Okay. And now it's time for the game ball. The final game ball for bleeding green and gold season eight goes to your wife's my mother's favorite player christian watson five (laughs) catches 104 yards and 35 yards after the catch averaging 3.71 yards per route run producing five first downs and a contested catch we have a future stud in Christian Watson, and he ends his rookie campaign with the highest of honors, the bleeding green and gold <laughs> game ball. Congrats, Christian. Oh, yeah. That's a good pick. Yeah, You I like that one? That. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, he, he was one of the only, only lights in a dark game, so it, it was <laughs> an easy one to pick. All right, my brother. Good pick. All right, uh, let's go over the picks. I was thinking we could just skip over those. Let's go over the picks. All right, all right. Seems so we, like we went every we, year. We went in. I don't know about every year. We went into this week. Mike plus one. We had three games to pick. We both agreed the Vikings would beat the Bears, and we were correct. We both agreed the Packers would beat the Lions, and we were sorely disappointed. And so we differed on the Titans at Jaguars. You took Titans. No, I took Titans. You took Jaguars. I thought the Titans looked like they might have this for the majority of the game. They were winning. They were looking pretty good. They needed it to get in. And the Jaguars pull it out to make the playoffs on a 20-16 to victory. Mike plus two. On the pick'em season, I'll give you a game ball for that. <sighs> okay, I'll take how's, it. How's it feel? Ah, uh, it's quite an honor. 
Yeah. You know, um, I, I, it's like all off season, I work at this. Um, that's why I win it every year. Yeah. You're just in the analytics room. You got your charts up, hanging up on the wall, your cork boards, things tacked up, strings yeah. attaching different exactly. things. Little, yeah. little sticky notes. Yeah, like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you to give me your different versions of Jaguars. The Jaguars? The Jaguars? Yeah. Jaguars? Yeah. yeah. Jaguar? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just just YouTube, Jaguar, the car, commercials. You'll never see it pronounced the same time, twice. The same way, twice. Which is wild, you know, doing voiceover work. Usually they're extremely picky on that stuff. Although so I did, like, yeah, after I noticed that, I did start paying attention to announcers in the football games for the Jaguars. And they also, almost none of them, pronounce it the same way. Okay. So I think they should just be renamed the Jacksonville Jags to avoid confusion. Do you think now, after eight seasons of bleeding green and gold... The number one father and son Packers podcast on the web. We can finally invest in a traveling trophy for the Pick'em. Um, it's got to be something goofy. I know. I, I I think it's something we need to like come across at like a thrift store or an antique right. shop or something. Like a broken urn or something, you know. A like, broken urn. Who was in there? <laughs> <laughs> we we paid extra to to buy it filled. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. You know, we've run out of shoestring budget over here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. But it's it's been a good year. How do you feel overall now? I know you said you were a little down yesterday. Mm -hmm. Probably more down than you would have been if it wasn't for this winning streak we went on to get your hopes up to make the playoffs. Of course. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah, it's, um, it was not the best year. It wasn't the worst year. What is that... Uh, it wasn't the best of times. It wasn't the worst of times. Um, I, I think the line is it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Really? Maybe that's why I was sucked in school. Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my favorite season I, by far. Um, you know, it was tough when we just kept losing and looking horrible. And then you'd see a little glimpse here and a little glimpse there. Mm -hmm. um, how about you? I think this is... When we were talking in the preseason and early in the season with the team we were going in with, this is pretty similar to what we expected might happen, you know, get some wins, have a chance at the playoffs, but unable to beat the big teams. And I know we both didn't feel overly confident going up against the 49ers next week if we won. Um, but I don't know. I, I still enjoyed the season. I think I texted you yesterday. Like I still had a lot of fun doing the podcast with you, talking about oh, each yeah, week, the times fun. I came over. And I, I've i said before that I just appreciate the distraction from everyday life. You know, it can be a grind and always have three hours a week to watch the Packers and follow the news, things like that. I appreciate it. And I also I enjoy a little adversity. You know, these seasons make you appreciate the big ones more. Well, that's that's for sure. Mm -hmm. That that's a hundred percent right there. I know a lot of people who like they play sports video games, and it's always on easy mode where they win sixty to three and win the Super Bowl every season. Justin, if you're listening, 
Um, <laughs> but I, I always appreciate some adversity. So that wasn't that wasn't a a, a, a shout out. That was a call out. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fight me in the parking lot after school. <laughs> I'm binging my big brother. That's right. So um, I'm just appreciative for another season. You only get so many. You only get so many with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. Right. I don't know. I'd, you know, I'd be curious to know, um, going back on Matt LaFleur, if uh, what the discussions are with that, you know, how the season went, how that last game went, uh, the play calling and, and, and the the lack of energy. It, it, that's it just seems so to be the hallmark of LaFleur's tenure so far. Yeah. I, I you just, think his I job is safe? Oh, uh, yeah. I think he'll be back for at least one more. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's see what LaFleur can do with Jim Leonard. Huh? How about that? There you we, go. We're part owners. We should have some say in this. Let's, let's find Jim. I'm, I'm now mean like tweet him or find his phone number. Let's go find him in in the world, wherever he is. Playing pool in some shady dive bar. He's down at some Tijuana bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's go find him. Just like a certain uh, ex-Brazilian president hiding out in the Florida Keys right now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that was a smart move on his part. Yeah. It, it's but all, we're digressing, it's, my friend. We are digressing. So do you have anything else? To wrap it up, I just want to say thank you to uh, the welcome. folks who, who stick oh. with us and, and listen <laughs> and um, appreciate it. Um, you know, it's it's always tough to follow along when they're not the, the, the great team that you're used to. But we, uh, we sure appreciate it. And like Sean said earlier, you know, don't don't be shy. Jump on board with our Facebook group and and mm -hmm. chat away and we'll chat back at you. Yeah. Even if it's not the best of times. As you said, we still love the team, love to follow them, and that's why we bleed green and gold. That was pretty Get good. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. One last time for the year. Season eight of BGG. Are you Un ready? Until next year. Go. Pack. Go. Maybe we'll do some off-season stuff. We say that at the end of every season. No, we'll don't say it. Happens. Don't say it. Stay on the edge of your seat, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!